With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Welcome in. It's a Friday. So you made it throughout the week. And as you know, we... Oh, well, Friday. What am I talking about? It's a Monday, Monday, man. Jeez. <laughs> you know, the, the last two times you and I have got together, Jeff, I have yet... This is now three straight shows where I have yet to get through the damn introduction without screwing something up. I can't even get the day right here. I am thinking like, yeah, it's Friday. Congratulations, everybody. You made it. And it's fucking Monday. Welcome to the NHA show. We appreciate you. And yes, Jeff is here to get you ready, along with our projections on site, which are free for no house advantage or optimal lineups as well. But Jeff is here. Mike's producing. I'm here. I'm just trying not to get in the way at this point, man. You got my hopes up for a sec. I blacked out. I'm like, wait a sec. Is it Friday? Do I get it? This is the weekend already. I feel terrible. Was I like Adam Sandler in that movie go? And like, I just fast forwarded through the week. Oh man. No, this is Monday night football. It's okay. Yeah. We're here. Chiefs Raiders. We're good. Now, are you excited for this football game? A lot of action as far as like, you know, heavy total here. Some yep. big names on both sides of the football. So what's Jeff think about this game tonight? Yeah, no, I mean, like these two teams put up points. So, I mean, it feels like it should be a wide open game. I mean, you got the Raiders defense. It doesn't bring much pressure. Kind of wide open, you know, like you should be seeing the, the Chiefs move the ball pretty easily. And then you've got a Chiefs defense who I think is still a little or a defense who's just a little bit overrated. They've allowed some big garbage time points, uh, yards as well. So I'm looking for some big plays. Like I'm looking for Devonte Adams, Travis Kelsey to really come play. And, and I, I mean, I, I think this will be, I think this will be a closer game. I, I'm expecting the chiefs to win out, but I, you know, like I, I kind of like the Raiders to cover as well. So I, with all that, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to this one. And I think it'll be, should be more exciting than the last Monday night game. So. Yeah, and when you say like the Raiders to cover a couple of different ways, and we'll get there as far as individually, right? Where we look at guys and, you know, kind of what jumps out here from individual plays. But is this a, because the total is super high, as you would expect with like Mahomes and even that Raiders offense, what it could be capable of with, with Adams on the other side of it. But it's a high total. We get it. And you mentioned the Chiefs defense giving up some late points. Do you think this stays low? Do you think the Raiders are able to keep Josh Jacobs and the football on the ground and maybe methodically move through to the point where all of a sudden, you know, Patrick Mahomes isn't on the field for as long as we think? Because I don't I don't know if you can shoot out the Chiefs, if that makes sense. Right. 
Yeah, exactly. And I think you like you just laid out the path to victory for the Raiders where, you know, maybe they get Chandler Jones going, they get pressure on Mahomes, they keep him off the field. And then Josh Jacobs takes over this game and Derek Carr only has to throw like 28 times. Yeah. That's that's the path to victory. If Derek Carr has to drop back 40 times, it's probably a really exciting game and the Raiders lose. But, um, you know, I, and I think Josh Jacobs has looked good. I mean, like he's kind of playing with that contract right now. Um, you know, he's in a different system this year. The head coach has really it's to a point where he has really no choice but to trust them. So, yeah, I like I mean, that that's definitely a scenario you, you play for. And I mean, we can start with Josh Jacobs like we do have him projected for an under at 70.5 on no house. But, you know, again, like you want to style your lineups to how you think the game's going to go. The contrarian build here is that the Raiders control the game on the ground. Right. And the Chiefs just don't have the ball that much. We get a lower scoring game. So starting with the Josh Jacobs over, like you've got to kind of correlate that to, I think you'll probably see lower passing numbers for the, for the chiefs and just like less possession time. So, you know, you, you could maybe look to the Mahomes under to pair that with, and maybe put those two in like a higher up point spot as well, because I don't think many people, even at 300 yards, like, I mean, we have home Mahomes projected as a strong under, and I think there's a lot of scenarios where he does go under, but yeah, you can play him high up. I, some people may not be, as bullish on him to, to put him in like a, a seven or eight spot with an under there too. So right off the bat, like if you're playing for that kind of scenario where you're taking Jacobs over, like you've got to, you've got to think, what does that mean on the other side? I think that probably means Mahomes doesn't have a ball that much. So. Yeah, you're right. I, I think that's a good correlation to how often, or in this case, not often Mahomes has the football and then just looking at everything. I mean, look, we've got uh, Jarek McKinnon and Darren Waller prop. We can start with at the top as far as how, strong Alex feels on our projections on site for unders the only two that are in the 70 plus percentile but this game has under as far as itself written all over I mean just based on our own projections right Jeff everything is under rushing yards receiving yards reception the over the first over that you find that we have strongly projected is Derek Carr throwing a pick so (laughs) it's not even like touchdowns or something along those lines the only other thing you could find is Nicole Hardman, kind of a lesser option guy, just sneaking by his over. So uh, a lot of this. Oh, pardon me. Hunter Renfro comes in with just over his receiving yards as well. But yeah. everything else, I, I don't know if you look at something like this, because this won't be the first time, especially for one game. And you think, wow, Alex and, and our site, we have so many things correlated to the under. Maybe this correlates to an under game. I mean, the prime times have been trending that way just in general, right? And I mean, again, like right. the Chiefs, we talk about Josh Jacobs, but like the Chiefs have been running the ball a little bit more this year too. They're about league average in terms of rush attempts. So, I, I mean, like, again, like, is it good? Could it be an exciting game? Absolutely. Could Derek Carr drop back like 40 times? <laughs> yeah. But there's also a scenario where Clyde Edwards Alaire runs like 19 times again. Yeah. And, you know, maybe Derek Carr just doesn't have the ball that much. So, um, a lot of ways like to play it basically. And, and, you know, again, you, you start off with like our top projections here, you know, Jarek McKinnon, he's, he's taken four or less rushes in three of the four games. He's only had three. He's only had one game with more than four rushes this year. We have him as the strongest projected play at under 20.5 rush yards. I love it. Um, Pacheco getting mixed in as well. Looking great. I think Andy Reid's confidence there is growing. McKinnon just doesn't have it as the rusher right now. I think he'll still get worked in a bit on passing downs and maybe at the goal line, but those big chunk plays are not going to come. And there's definitely a scenario where he gets like three rushes, maybe even doesn't even get a rush just because of the way Pacheco's playing. So 
I love that under to start out with. Uh, it's projected as our strongest play on the board. Yep. And then right underneath him, Darren Waller, you mentioned Hunter Renfro. You know, with, with Renfro back, I mean, like he out-targeted uh, Devontae Adams in week two. He went for 20 catches against the Chiefs last season in two regular season games. He is projected as our strongest over. And um, I think that correlates well with the Darren Waller, Waller under. I mean, 55 receiving yards with Waller right now. He's not really the player that he was a couple of years ago, quite frankly. I think injuries – I mean, people forget, like, Darren Waller's like 30. Like, he's not right. – I just don't think he's that explosive anymore. I, th- I think, like, injuries have unfortunately maybe just caught up with him a little bit too early. But he just doesn't look the same as he did, like, two or three years ago to me. So, I like the under there, and I like the over on Renfro as well. Yeah, and uh, just going back to these three real quick, and, and Renfro to a we can come to Renfro in a second, but normally when we look at guys up at the top, there is a somewhat of a strong argument, if not maybe a stronger argument for a contrarian play here. And while you can, if you're running multiple lineups and clearly take advantage of that on NHA by all means, but if you were just looking at, well, yeah, Jarek McKinnon, it makes sense as you lay that out there. I, I don't think there's an easy contrarian play for either one of these guys where something may be a little off or something is just a little bit of a leap here or something is just factored into a projection that you and I don't necessarily agree with on site. I don't, I don't really see any of that. Like, I don't know how much of a risk it is for you to play overs on either McKinnon or Waller in that situation because of the argument you laid out for both. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't even, again, like the, the, the deep, the, the thin, the, 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 the only way I would go on McKinnon is maybe look at taking over receiving yards, but otherwise just kind of a player I want to fade. Yeah. Waller, I really want nothing to do with. At all. At all. Yeah. Okay. Like I said, I just feel like with Adams there and now Renfro back, I mean, you know, maybe he gets there reception wise, but the, like the big plays have not been there for Darren Waller. So I'm not going to expect them to come alive tonight. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, you go down, like if I'm going to take, if I'm going to be a contrarian play here and take an over on a, on a big, on like a big total for a Raiders, it's going to be Devonte Adams, like 90.5 receiving yards. It's a big number. It's way bigger than the books have, but I, you know what? Like I do not mind going there. If you're playing for the shootout route where these two teams again, combine for to go over and 55 points and we do get 40 dropbacks from Derek Carr, Devonte Adams is going over. I mean, give me a break. Like, you know, the, the Raiders have, or the Chiefs, excuse me, have struggled with big, big receivers on the outside already. Evans, uh, Mike Williams, both going for 100 yards and a touchdown. I, I do think it's, there's a good chance you're going to see Devonte Adams have a big night. So, you know, again, we have this projected as an underplay, but we're talking about contrarian builds and who do you want to rely on maybe to go against the field? To me, that's Adams for sure. Um, and, you know, again, like you can correlate that so many different ways. Take the car over on interceptions. If he's dropping back 40 times, it's probably going to throw a pick. Take the car over on passing yards as well um, and pair that up with Devontae Adams. Actually, do we have a passing yard prop for Derek Carr? I think we only have passing touchdowns. So. Passing so, touchdowns, interceptions. We must have one, do we? Yeah. No, we don't. Pass- no, he's not. Passing yards. No, we do. 270. Thank you. There man. you go. Voice of God stepping in. Um, yeah. So like, I, I think we could, uh, I think you could do that as well. So. Okay. Okay. Look, I, I think that works honestly. And I think going against it now, what about Mahomes? He's under at two and a half pat. Like you laid it out there with Carr, especially right for him throwing 40 times. That That's a reasonable expectation if they're down 
especially if they're going oh, if this game's going over and the Raiders are down, we can surely anticipate a ton of throws. What about Mahomes? Is there do you like where we are here on site with Mahomes? Is there anything else? And again, there's nothing that's glaring here. The highest rated we have for Mahomes is really just 56%, but it's a narrow under yeah. two and a half for his touchdowns. So, I mean, again, like we're, we're talking different ways to play this. And, and I laid out like the, the argument for the Raiders, but I, I, I'm kind of in agreement with what you suggested at the start. Like this, like leaning with the projections and leaning towards the underplays here is, is I, I still think stronger. Like I, I like all the unders on Mahomes tonight. Yeah. I mean, under touchdowns, under yards. I think there's a lot of scenarios where he gets there. Either the Raiders control the ball, keep him off the field, or the Chiefs run the ball more and just play more of a change of pace game. You know, Juju Smith-Schuster's banged up. Um, you know, like, what what are we relying on here? MVS to, like, take over this game? I mean, like, I, I just don't think that the Chiefs are going to move the ball that fast. So with with that in mind, like, this game all of a sudden becomes shorter. We have less yard, we have less snaps from Mahomes in that scenario. And they've run the ball well. And, like, Pacheco at the goal line maybe gets more usage. Like, the passing touchdowns you know, three passing touchdowns for a game that we're playing for maybe like one of the teams to be running the ball quite a bit. That's a lot. So I do like the under scenario there again, you know, I I think that I'm definitely would be, you know, the the yards on the Raiders intrigues me to go over, but that's only one scenario. There's a lot of scenario where scenarios where a lot of those guys go under too. So um, yeah, but Mahomes wise, I I don't really even, I don't really want to, like be different with this chief's offense tonight. I mean, I just don't know. I just don't know where, know where the yards are necessarily going to come from. Maybe we get like a Marquez Valdez Scantley, like the one game a year where he goes for hundred yards. But other than that, man, I mean, I, I think the chiefs are going to be a little bit more like not check downish, but just conservative run the ball and, and um, try and let their defense just get to Derek Kerr. Yeah. So here's the thing. And you talked a little bit about the backfield with McKinnon at the start there, but, Edwards Hilaire, I, I'm with you on what you just laid out. And based on your sentences right there, as far as, you know, looking at the game, especially from the Chiefs wide receiver standpoint, I'm a little surprised. Now, look, it's tight, right? 50 and a half to 45 and a half is the line versus our projection, respectively. But it's still a 67 percent slam under for Edwards Hilaire. I, I would just think everything that you've laid out and how we both see this game would correlate to maybe a higher rushing total for Edwards Hilaire. But but again, there are factors. It could be somebody else in the backfield. It could just be game flow. Like there are other things there, but I, that was something that I was a little, little surprised at. That's all. Yeah. And, and I, I feel like that is that projection is likely like combo of a couple things. He had he had like zero yards rushing against Tampa Bay. And then also yep. the snap count, you know, with with Edwards Hilaire, just it kind of fluctuates. So I feel like that's more than anything. But we're we're still within like five yards of our prop here, and it's like it's it's definitely close enough to to me to say that you know we've seen him go over this a couple times easily this season. Is he going to be like a, a a player who ever gets like a big prop like a big projection for us? I don't think so, unless the the snap count really changes. But still, a player who's shown like really good uh, just potential in terms of like those spikes, and just if he's effective early in the game, I mean like he could get there on a couple drives. It feels like. So yeah, I, I think with all that being considered chiefs, big favorite, like over a touchdown favorite, you got to like, I, I, I do like being a little bit contrarian there and going over on that. Is there anything else we start to look around here 
It's it's yeah. tight. It's it's tight, man. And like this has defense and kicker written all over it in showdown. Right? <laughs> it cut like it kind of does. And it's weird to say that. But like I, I'm, I'm I'm a little bit with you. I mean, I talked about this total this morning and, you know, we're, we bring up the history and it's hard to be like bearish on it. But the more I think about this game, like I, 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 I see I kind of see like, a you know, maybe a 27, 20 max, maybe even yeah, like lower score that. than that. So. Uh, here's I'll, I'll throw out Marquez Valdez Scantling at 3.5 receptions. I do think that's an interesting over target as well. Again, Juju Smith Schuster, like in week injuries are never a good sign and he got injured on Saturday. So, um, you know, it's just a hamstring tweak and it doesn't sound like that big a deal, but you know, the, the chiefs were already rotating wide receivers and it doesn't take much for like Valdez Scantling to all of a sudden just pop up to like a, a 70% or 80% snap rate yep. just because Juju is limited. And yeah. I, I like, I think that again, we're looking for plays. It's a tight game. We've got a lot of tight props. That's one. I don't mind going over on. We basically have MVS projected for his, his total at 3.5. So it's not a strong lean in either direction, but with the injury news factored in, like I, I look at that as, as a play to go over on instead not really a player I'd love going over on, but like, I'll do it just because of the injury news we're getting. And then, um, yeah, I mean like across the board again, like we've just got a lot of tight props down at the bottom. I think Renfro is still just a good over target across the board. Derek Carr just loves Hunter Renfro. I think even in, in scenarios where this game is lower scoring Carr probably just hits, hits them for like, you know, eight or nine targets just because at some point, you know, they're going to be in the, the hurry up offense. And I, I think it, I, I, there's not many scenarios where the, the, the Raiders are like a touchdown ahead late in yeah. the game and they're just salting the game away and we don't get there. So I'm still pretty bullish on Renfro as well. By the way, uh, I'm riding a two leg here. I, I did it with the Buffalo game. I also did it here with the Kansas city three unanswered scores. Now all I need is that in the game, but, but I feel like, uh, you know, one team could get on a roll here and it's probably going to be low scoring, but, but could definitely see that taking off. And, I think to that point where you were talking about receptions for MVS, I think that's the easiest slash best and maybe easiest is the wrong term to lead with, but maybe the most effective way to attack the passing game here from an over standpoint, because yeah, you probably won't see heavy passing numbers like receiving and passing yards, but especially if guys are struggling to move the football on the ground, Quick passes, quick throws, establishing guys like Devontae Adams, Travis Kelsey, right? Like establishing top players with the football early. You may see that. So maybe those two guys from a reception standpoint, even McCole Hardman, we have, you know, targeted mm. going over there. Yeah. Yeah. Hardman is interesting. Really hasn't. I really thought Mikko Hardman would be a, just a bigger part than he has just because he's been there for so long, but he's really just kind of had the same, if not like a less of a role in this offense, but this is, this is definitely a spot where he could get going. I mean, I, yeah. I don't, I, I think that you will see weeks from him where he goes for like five or six catches and potentially like is their leading receiver. So this, and, and again, like Smith Schuster banged up. So yeah, we do have that projected as over. And, and I, I mean, again, like you look at his, his game card, what he's done, but you gotta, you gotta factor in some, you know, some game flow and stuff like that from the last few contests, they were, they were up pretty early against Tampa and really running the ball well. So I'm um, not too shocked there that he didn't get like a lot of looks, but a little bit open to more open tonight. I, I think this is definitely a spot where 
Hardman, again, like I, I, it's a low total, but we're, we're getting there. We're just asking receptions. We don't, we don't need like big plays. We don't need them to go for like a hundred yards, three receptions with, with one of their receivers banged up. Yeah. I think that's uh, that's very plausible. All right. Where else are you looking at? I mean, again, it's, there aren't that many names. It feels like, <laughs> right? Like normally I, maybe I'm wrong here, but I feel like we have more names to choose from overall. Yeah, we do. But I, I think a lot of these props are just like, they're very, you know, like it's, it feels like flipping a coin with a lot of these guys. Tonight. A lot of the times we're, we're either like taking contrarian routes on no house because of their higher prop right. totals, or it's just like, we have a very strong lean one way or the other. We've talked about the guys we have strong leans with, but there's a long list of players. Like, you know, we just went over Hardman and MVS. Those guys are kind of, you could lean under on MVS and that'd be fine too. I mean, like we haven't projected for 3.4 is, is prop is 3.5. So Kelsey even is like, you know, basically a neutral projection for us. So, you know, how you deal up the the bottom end of your tickets of, or your lineups on in the, uh, in the pick'em contest tonight, it's kind of just how you, you know, you're reading the tea leaves or just how you're constructing lineups. I, 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 the one player I'll definitely, you know, stand for here is Renfro. That's a, that's a player I'd be fine high up in the lineups, but as far as like your bottom, like your, your five through one props in the pick'em contest, like, you know, maybe getting different with like a Derek Carr over passing touchdowns is something you could be interested in. Um, we do have them actually projected for over 1.5. So that's something uh, to think about, but you know, you could, you can fade Valdez Scantling from a yardage perspective too. Um, you know, maybe you fade MVS and go over on Hartman. Like, I, I mean, I think that that's, that's realistically one way to look at it too. I think whatever you're doing down here with these like less popular props. You just want to kind of make sure you're correlating them. Like I wouldn't want to go over on Hardman and MVS. Right. So going like over one under the other probably makes sense. You got a Mahomes pick. Yeah. I was looking at that. Yeah. I mean, I think that's interesting. Um, I I guess like, I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say like one of the receivers banged up, maybe doesn't have his like most reliable wide receiver. I I think it's more that that's fine. Yeah. Both of these are tight, right? Mahomes and, interceptions kelsey's receptions is there leverage or is there any value in going contrarian on either or both of those and simply just going under like mahomes does not throw a pick tonight and kelsey goes over the six and a half and grabs seven balls which again i don't think he needs to have 150 yards and two touchdowns to have seven receptions yeah and i mean going through your head like travis kelsey I think if he goes under this prop, it's probably, he's probably getting six. Like it's going to be close. Yeah. You're probably not going to like cruise home with like three receptions. It it happens very rarely. Like once a season with Kelsey, especially now, uh, especially against the Raiders, by the way, who he just, his his averages against the Raiders is pretty sick. So insane. yeah, it's not really a spot I'd want to go under. I'd probably rather go under on, well, actually what is his yard? 80, 80 yards. Yeah maybe go under, you could think about going under on the yardage or something like that rather than the the receptions. But yeah, I, I think that's, that's realistic where, you know, you're playing the under on Mahomes interceptions and then you're, you're playing over on Kelsey um, receptions and I, I, you know, playing for more of like a, a chief's dominant victory where their star yep. players just kind of taking over the game. Makes a lot of sense. He come back with like the Renfro overs, maybe some yardage totals on, on the, the Raiders as well. So a lot of different ways to play this one. I mean, this is we this is more props than we usually have for a single game. And then also, again, lots of just close calls. So interesting game shaping up here for No House. And um, 
I think we've covered most of the players. I was going to say, yeah. Again, like the, the strongest plays for me still remain, you know, McKinnon, like the underwaller. Um, and then again, like you can take strong stances. The one thing I like is you can take strong stances with either Devonte Adams or Josh Jacobs. So, you know, again, like you're playing the Derek Carr over passing props. Sure. Take Josh Jacobs under, but, um, if you're taking Jacobs over, I mean, you know, make sure you're, you're mixing in like a Derek Carr under as well, because those two correlate pretty strongly. I think, uh, real quick uh, on the way out here, we talked briefly you brought up juju's injury and he's he's pegged for overs i'm a little surprised at that i I thought that would be a safe under four and a half grabs and 55 and a half receiving yards well i guess granted that the receiving yards is pretty much a coin flip to what you were talking about earlier but at least receptions i know that's tight as far as our projection is concerned it's pretty much on the money but still i i'm surprised that it's not at like three receptions or two and a half receptions yeah, no, and that's a good, I mean, it's a good point. Cause like if he plays, I mean, again, like he got nicked up on Saturday. I definitely like the under on receptions. Um, I would rather play that than the, than the under on yards. He could just go out there and rip off like a 35 yarder against the Raiders and get there on like three catches. So um, especially if it's like, there's like a late game, you know, we're in a late game catch up scenario. So the under on receptions, though, I'm very, like, I like that play a lot. I know we have a projected as neutral, but you got to factor in the injury stuff. The fact he's been rotating, like he's not an every down wide receiver. Right. Um, he's basically been rotating with like MVS. I know his target share is a little bit bigger, but um, like five catches is we're asking a lot here for a team that could be running the ball a lot, likes to spread it out. Awesome, brother. Anything else that, I mean, you nailed it. We, we had everything on this yeah. one game slate here tonight for NHA. No, I mean, I, look, I like I like the, the fact we're leaning over on Hardman. I like the fact we're leaning over on mm. on Renfro. Like, I feel good about those plays. I think you'll see a little bit more Miko Hardman tonight. That's not shocking. And then, like I said, at the top, it's really just, do you want to play this game for the running backs controlling it, or do you want to play for a little bit more of a shootout? And, you know, that that's kind of up to you how you construct your lineups. Again, just making sure you're correlating with, with what makes sense. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Appreciate everybody rolling with us. As always, hit the thumbs up button. Make sure you're subscribed here. We do this a couple of times a week. We get you ready for Monday Night Football, Thursday Night Football, and then the weekend slate on Friday. So we'll see you on Thursday again here on the NHA Football Show. Thanks to Mike for producing. Thanks to you out there. And as always, Jeff, thanks to you, my friend. Thanks, guys.